Welcome everybody to the Kid Casper Podcast. I'm your gracious, beautiful, blessed, beloved, and black host, the kid that they call Casper. The KID in Kid Casper stands for that king of development. I'm that menace with the melanin. Reject me as I am as long as he is still relevant. If this is your first time tuning in today, hello. I'm that quirky, skinny, um, brown-skinned child that they call Casper. You know what I'm saying? I'm a Christian raptivist. Yes, rapper slash activist. I love Jesus. I am super far from a pacifist. You know what I'm saying? The gospel wasn't found in a Vatican that's African. Do not get it twisted around here. You know what I'm saying? Ghostreads.com. That's how we pay the bills. I'm a taco enthusiast, graphic designer. Um, One of my favorite coffee creams is peppermint patty. Yo, they got peppermint patty coffee cream. It's like minty and chocolatey. You know what I'm saying? It's like me. It's chocolate but it's got a breeze to it. So it's like chocolate with a menthol finish. I don't know. I just felt like ranting about that. It sounded like something to brag about. Um, that's beside the point. I got peppermint, <laughs> I got peppermint um patty coffee cream. You don't. Um, that's besides the point. Um, my guest this evening um is somebody that's a friend to the channel, not not only just a friend to the channel, but friend to the friend to the kid, you know what I'm saying? Um, I consider her, when I say friend, I consider her family at this point. Y'all know me. I don't really do this whole, I don't really know what a friend is. I don't really have those. Um, I don't consider family, you know, tied down and just strictly for blood relatives. You know what I'm saying? Um, definition of family is not biological. It's chemical to me. Um, this is an, this is an activist, um, you know, mental health advocate, um, if we're talking about mental health, we're talking about racial reconciliation. We're talking about, um, abolitionists. We're talking educator, social commentator. Uh, what else can I say? Um, a fellow otaku, a fellow black nerd, a blurred, you know what I'm saying? I feel like white people shouldn't be allowed to call people blurred personally. That's just me. I don't know. That's besides the point. Um, but I know her, my, you know, I give her, I gave her the nickname. I coined her the nickname Lieutenant Peanut Butter. You know what I'm saying? Um, but to everybody else, if you know her, this is Black Girl Warrior. How are you doing today? Hey, I'm doing good. Um, had a long day. But, uh, yeah. yeah. And you got a and you got a black screen for some odd reason. Your screen is like completely black, like Instagram in really? 2020. And yes, you're completely black. I don't I know. See if I see me. You see you? You see you on screen? It looks like I, I look like I'm loading on screen. Yeah, you look. Okay, and I can't hear you now. What's happening here? This is all your fault, Casper. What the heck I, is happening? You did it. You did it. Whatever the problem is, it's your fault. I don't want to hear all that. Um, maybe let's try to do this so we everybody can see your beautiful face. Um, would you mind hopping out of the stream? Because it was working just fine before your phone died. I think it is her signal. Um, yeah, go out and go back and come back in real quick. Uh uh Lieutenant PB, you know what I'm saying? Um, maybe that'll you work. Can't, you can't call me that. You know what? Okay, fine. Yes, I can't. I can't call one. We ain't we ain't here to dox people. Try try leaving and coming back. Okay. So 
while that um <laughs> while my um my guest is trying to get herself situated you know technology you know what i'm saying back before um now that we got tell her to get on her off her wi-fi i don't know what's been going on everybody's signal's been acting jumpy um comrade signal was like it was almost um comrade signal was almost like dial up earlier today i was like what the heck what is going on while we're getting ourselves situated um if you guys are tuning in make sure you like share and subscribe um send this to a couple of people this should hopefully be fruitful insightful liberating in so many ways um let's see i see it looked like i, I got her so let me try this again um my guest this evening um is a friend to the channel family to the kid um you know what i'm saying this is a fellow otaku a fellow black nerd i'm gonna say this again just for shock value purposes i don't think white people should be allowed to say blurred that's completely besides the point but i feel like that needs to be legislative i don't know how we're gonna work that into um the books um my guest this evening is somebody i call you know what i'm saying lieutenant peanut butter uh some people may know her as the black girl warrior some people may know her as auntie um some people may know her as little sis big sis i consider her my little big sister um that's only because she's going to be 30 in about a week or so yeah she's turning 30 i felt like i felt like i felt like just throwing that in there because she can't sit cuss me out behind the scenes and if she does on screen i'm gonna mute her but anyway my guest this evening, everybody, is Black Girl Warrior. How are you doing today, sis? <laughs> I'm doing good. I'm going to get you for that last comment. Just, just wait. I'm going to get you for that last comment. It's okay. We don't age in dog years. And because you drink water and mind your business, you don't look 30. You actually look 12 on a good day. So that's besides the point. Um, But anyway, how are you doing today, sis? <laughs> how are you doing today, sis? Bye. Man, black man, are we white? I just looked it down. Why you come from my baby hairs? I, I, I mean, I'm doing like great. I said, you, 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 <laughs> you look good for your you look good for your age, whatever that is. Um, I said almost 30, even though you're turning 30 in about like a week or so, but that's besides the point. Um, anyway, um, first off, I'd like to say thank you for um stopping by, sharing this space with me. I've had you on here, I think. Maybe once or twice now, if I'm not mistaken, since uh we've connected, yeah. I would say. Okay, but yeah. this is the first time that you be like the focus is you. How do you feel about being the focus? You know what I'm saying? You get the hot questions. Um, honestly, it's just a tad bit. Well, just a little bit nervous. Just, just, just a little bit, just because it's you and. You're very unpredictable. Oh, oh, see, that is very true. I don't, I, I try not to do anything the same as any other day. Um, so you're gonna watch me eat barbecue chicken while I interview you today. Um, just because um I'm starving. <laughs> you know the kind of day I had, so I'm gonna eat barbecue chicken while I'm going through it. But I had that's beside the point. Uh, so it's fine. You had what had for dinner? Crackers. I had I had cheese and uh, crackers. So Listen, I had a fence in my birthday. Sorry, you don't love yourself. I don't know what else to tell you. Like, I wasn't going to get Taco Bell. I had, oat, I had oatmeal for lunch. So, 
Yeah. All right. Well, at least you're keeping your cholesterol down since you're turning 30 soon. That's that, that's good to know. Um, so, um, you know what I usually do when I usually have people. This isn't your first time coming on here, but this is because you are the primary focus. I would say, um, not only your experience, everything that you were involved with. Um, so my first question I'm gonna ask you, and it's more so a request, is tell everybody in a quick little like elevator pitch who is black girl warrior so black girl warrior is obviously me but black girl warrior came about honestly black girl warrior is just somebody who calls it how she sees it the warrior and black girl warrior stand for the survival of being someone with a chronic illness and in the community of people with that illness, we call ourselves warriors because we survived. We live to see another day. Um, the black girl and black girl warrior literally just means that part. I'm a black woman with a chronic illness. As black women, we don't get to have the luxury of going to the doctor and actually having the doctors listen to us. But that aside, Black Girl Warrior literally is someone who goes against anybody else's ideas of what is right and wrong and literally looks at things as common effing decency. Like being a common human being what is right and what is wrong that's black girl warrior all righty all righty so for my next and you've had some time so you you can't you can't fumble the ball on this one you've had some time to kind of give me your answer for this one you've had months um and my next super intense grilling question is if you had to pick favorite disney princess what favorite Disney princess or what would that Disney princess be today? I feel like the stereotypical answer for everyone would probably be Princess Tiana. But for me, honestly, my favorite princess growing up, believe it or not, was and I hate myself for this, but growing up, <laughs> I love myself. <laughs> so I got two answers. One, Growing up, it was it was Princess Aurora. I don't know why I had an obsession with Sleeping Beauty when I was little. I was a kid. Don't judge me. I was a kid. I was a baby. You still had milk on your tongue, so don't judge me. Like you said, I'm about to be 30. Now, it was either Princess Aurora or it was Princess Jasmine. Now, Princess Jasmine... I could still rock with her to this day. Princess Jasmine ain't take no BS. And um, it. I'm also like a villain uh, lover because it went from Aurora to Maleficent. Just thought I'd throw that out there. <laughs> Alrighty then. Alrighty then. That that well, I'm curious to hear that how that might come into play even with this conversation. Um, and once again. <laughs> Super intense. Please don't drop the ball on this because you've been talking a lot of sh. You know what I'm saying? Um, he, who are you talking to? I'm older than you. <laughs> hmm. 
First off, and, that, and plus, hold on real quick, hold on real quick. So first off, like let's let's just say everybody had milk on their tongue. Like everybody drank milk. Everybody drank that that. Sh so old people drink milk. Everybody drink milk. Let let's not you hear still that. Had like that Similac on your tongue. Your no, I still have placenta like dripping Similac. off behind my ears, probably. But that's not my fault that your your mom and dad decided to get nasty before everybody else's. That's disgusting. Anyway, um. My next super intense grilling question like is, that. and you've had some time, and you've talked a lot of, sh you know what I'm saying? You talked a lot of sh about everybody else's selections. You got a starter six Pokemon set for me to go against the Elite Four. Go. Who are your six? Bruh, really? We're going we gonna to do this right now? Yes, you talked a lot of sh about everybody's selections. Everybody got it. So I'm listening. Not, not everybody. Not everybody. There was some who actually passed the vibe check. And you know this. I had already told you. Some of them have the jackets. They can join the club. Now, with that being said, start at six. All right. I'll be honest with you. I was a water Pokemon person. But I did play fair. I picked, you know, I, I, I came around. Number one, though. It's always going to be Pikachu. I'm not going to lie. Pikachu ain't failed nobody yet. Pikachu ain't failed. So, Pikachu, Squirtle. I'm going with the original three, first of all. Pikachu, Squirtle, and Bulbasaur. Charizard. Um, let's see. Uh, definitely Mew. Not Mewtwo. Mew. Uh, let's see that five. I got one more to go. Hmm. I ain't gonna I ain't gonna drop the ball on this one. Don't worry. This one is gonna take a little bit of thought. You know, it's, it's you know, since since our days then it came up with some new ones. And you just gotta look at them. Gyarados. Okay. Ooh. All right, all right. Well, first off, she said get Get your I'm not doing Jigglypuff. Who's Wendy? What? Just, just can can I put her in timeout? Never mind. I ain't gonna do that. Um. So, <laughs> um. So first off, you I'd can like put to, her in um, timeout if you wanted to. I really could. Um. I mean, but I have I a button right here. Jigglypuff. Right, but Jigglypuff would definitely pass the vibe just because my sister would tease me though. Because she used to tell me, like, you know, I'm fat and pink. And she used to sing the Jigglypuff song. <laughs> she used to just, like, out of nowhere, randomly be like, Jigglypuff. When she wanted me to just shut up. I will say this, though. Jigglypuff probably could have finessed everybody. Just saying. All she had to do, like, all Jigglypuff had to do was sing a song. Everybody would go to sleep. Just saying. So you're saying that Jigglypuff is Frank Ocean, you know, little bit of singing, but did a whole bunch of finessing. Okay, cool. Just making sure that we're all on the up and up. Um, <laughs> I will never forgive Frank Ocean. That's all I got to say. Um, so. Yeah, I, I already told you. I'm, you. I'm, on, I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm actually, no, I'm not. So. Um, one of the reasons I wanted to have you by today is not only because I think it's long overdue, and I think that this kind of gives um, not only people that have been paying attention to the show closely um, an idea of people 
that I I would say submit to because when you do life with people, you submit to people regardless. Regardless if they're older than you or younger than you, you submit to each other in some sense. So not only is somebody that I submit to, but somebody I do life with, um, somebody I talk to regularly, I look to for advice or whatever it is. But not only that, um, the experience in itself, you know, the black experience is not a monolithic experience. Um, you know, it's very easy to talk about um, Martin Luther King, Malcolm X, Angela Davis, but then forget about people like um, that aren't really the biggest known names. If we're talking about this fight for liberation, um, when we're talking about even we're talking about people who had low role, lower roles, I would say. Some people don't really want to give them their credit or give them their flowers. When we're talking about people like Michael Eric Dyson, if we're talking about, I'm going to kill my dog. Um, and <laughs> hold on real quick. Sorry, y'all. If you want to know what I said, sign up for the Patreon. Anyway, um, I lost my well, train I of thought. But I want to know what happened. <laughs> No, 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 no. Mm. Um, okay. but anyway, you know, this, this, because like, I don't think that anybody's either too, I don't believe there's such a thing as an insignificant story. I don't think there's such a thing as a significant experience. Every right. experience is significant and diverse. So, you know, I think this will be good. I think this kind of gives not only a people an idea of your origin, your genesis, um, your exodus, whatever that looks like when we're talking about black liberation and when you've even um, been liberated from yourself in this anti-black society, leave me alone, yo. He's grounded. Don't even ask questions. He probably smells that barbecue chicken. He lost his damn mind. Um, but so, yeah. Um, but yeah. Um, so as we're kind of tackling this, I guess I want to start from the beginning. So as far back as you can remember, and I know you know, you're a little older than me. And by a little older than me, your social security number's got three numbers. Um, so if you can go back as far back as you would like to and tell us about a young black girl warrior in the early stages of her development, that'd be greatly appreciated. Anyway, the screen is yours. Okay, we talking about black girl warrior or we talking about A? Uh, I mean, we could talk about a if you want that. That's fine too. You know what I'm saying for um security purposes. That's up to you, absolutely. But yeah. Okay, so if we're going back to before I was black girl warrior, and when I was just like someone who, like, kind of sort of knew they were black, but wasn't like didn't realize what that meant. Um, as like as far as everything from being diagnosed with epilepsy at like seven. Um, well, when I was little, uh, I was born to a black woman and a biracial black man who was white presenting. So this was the book that came from that. Now this white presenting man literally he looked like the color of paper. I'm gonna be honest. He did not quite pass the vibe check when it came to being like to, to he he didn't quite pass the vibe check. Like he passed the vibe check with the white people, but with the black people, he passed the vibe check until they realized he was black with the white people. 
Like when that Afro ruined, they were like, wait a minute, you're black? Like they used to have coffee and donuts every day and all that stuff. But I digress. Once they found out he was black, it was over for the coffees and donuts. At least that's what he told me. Who knows? He could have been lying. Whatever. Moving forward. Um, so as far back as I can remember, um, honestly there are a lot of gaps in my childhood. Uh I do remember being my complexion being the lightest one in my family on my mother's side and being teased a lot. Um not by like my whole family or anything, but by basically one specific family member for my complexion. And I literally had no idea that I was different until I kept getting teased for my complexion by the same person who was an adult, by the way. Word of advice, when you're an adult and you have children or younger people in your life that don't look quite like you, whether it's complexion-wise, hair-wise, whatever, do us, do us all a favor and maybe don't make fun of the way that they look, especially when they're only about seven years old and they don't even know what it means. Maybe teach them about what they what it means to be the complexion that they are, what it means to be Black. I had no idea what it meant to be black. I just remembered having fun in my childhood, in my neighborhood. I didn't know that I was living in a poverty-stricken community, none of that. But that's besides the point, I guess. Um, so growing up, uh, I went to public school. Um, and one day I just remember, um, I just remember I was taking a nap and uh, still didn't understand what being black was. Just keep that in the bank. Um, I remember uh, it was nap time. I took a nap and apparently I nobody they tried to wake me up and I did not wake up until somebody threw water on me. Uh, I don't know if y'all know this, but um, I'm still not sure if they threw water on me or if I wet myself. I'm gonna be honest. I know, probably overshared a little bit, but um, anyway, fast forward, that's when um, I found out that I had my first seizure. So, at about six years old, uh, in the first grade, that's when that happened. So they, you know, kind of bypassed it. And then when time went on, I had probably two more and then I got diagnosed with epilepsy because usually they don't diagnose you unless you have at least three seizures, um, which I kind of feel a little weird about, but sometimes, um, it has a lot of things that you have to factor into. So, uh, you know, as a kid, you really don't know what the hell they're talking about when you get all these medical terms thrown at you and you kind of don't know what's going on because 
they're not exactly talking to you. They're talking to your parents and your parents don't really know what's going on because my mom was a young mom. So she was just like, uh uh-huh, uh-huh, shaking her head. But, you know, she doesn't exactly know what's going on. Again, black family, not really sure what's going on. Just being told, uh, yeah, here's these pills and uh, make sure she takes them. Um, and it was scary, honestly, because they didn't work. So, uh, God, this looks like some booger hanging out my nose. Um, fast forward, you know, they said once, once they get me on the right combination, I should be able to, like, I don't know, not have to take medication anymore once the seizures are better controlled and I go a few a good year or two without didn't work out that way because uh right next to me on my medications um I just probably made it to like a year or two without having uh two years actually without having a seizure and um yeah it's it's great no but what people don't tell you is that even though you make it two years seizure-free for three years or so, one and so forth, even if they remove the medication, you're still going to be considered someone with epilepsy. But again, getting off train of thought, sorry. Um, the young the young Black girl warrior, before she was Black girl warrior, did not understand what it meant to be Black, did not realize what it meant did not understand what it meant when um, my mom was scared for me to take public transportation to school. Did not understand why I got made fun of for my complexion. And this is not in any way, shape, or form to downplay people who are lighter or darker than me. I am in the middle. I am peanut butter. Like Casper said, I am peanut butter. This is just my experience and my experience alone. I can yeah, just like like a, like an inside of a um, of a nutter butter. If y'all ever eat, you know, loved yourselves and ate those as children, that that's what we talk about. That's what we talk about. Right, right. I'm not like I'm not gonna. I'm not trying to downplay anybody else's experience. This is literally just my. You know, it's like, I know I'm Black, but I didn't know I was Black when I, like, I knew I was Black, but I didn't know why I looked the way that I looked. And for a minute, nobody nobody realized my dad was Black either. The only place I felt like I belonged was when I was with my dad's side of the family, because I could actually look at them and look at myself and be like, okay, I see a resemblance here. So I did not think about my blackness. And I feel like this kind of probably went for a lot of people until I was an adult. Until I was an adult, until everything with the Black Lives Matter movement, even though the Black Lives Matter movement has always been a movement, it's always just been a different name. And it's always been from a different person, started from a different person. I didn't realize I was Black 
like my blackness didn't really kick in and kick me into gear and black girl warrior did not show up until Ahmaud Aubrey, George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, the list goes on. And that's when I said, girl, we black. We gotta remember that eventually our black asses are gonna wanna have our black asses are gonna wanna have a baby. And we have a black nephew. We have several black nieces and nephews we're gonna wanna protect from this cold ass world. And I woke up. Now initially I started off before I was black or warrior, I was called I called myself the purple warrior. Again, epilepsy. This is Epilepsy Awareness Month, and um, that was also something we're probably going we're going to get into later. I'm assuming, but yeah, that's where Black Girl Warrior started from. I went from a support page for from starting as a support page for people with epilepsy to remembering, um, girl. That's so fine and well, but you black. You gotta you gotta beat it for your people. Forgetting that being black and disabled is a thing. So um I guess the takeaway from that is just <laughs> you can still you can be black and still not realize you're black. Till some shit hits the van. Yeah, I I get that. First off, let me um let me, I don't know if I first off I'm this isn't a plug like I'm sponsored or anything, but this has got to be the most slapping barbecue sauce I've ever had in my life. It's called uh Cigar City. I got it from this spot in PA. It's this little like mom and pop shop that has, it's barbecue sauce is like 99 cents. First off, it's habaneros and lime. It's got a copy. I'm over here smashing my barbecue chicken. Um, But it's funny that one thing I, I wanted to pick up on when really you were saying- eating? Yes. Yeah. Really? <laughs> I'm really eating barbecue. Why did you, why, why did nobody believe? Why would I lie? Why would I lie on my podcast? Shoot. You see it? I just crispy it edges in that. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like. You did it right. You did it anyway, right. You did it right. So, um, but anyway, and I'm going to eat this too. And anyway, so one <laughs> thing that I wanted to pick up on, this is good journalism. Shut up for a second. Um, This is, but one thing I wanted to pick up on when we're talking about, there's something that you touched on. And you said that is that the Black Lives Matter movement has always been around. I always tell people that, you know, we've had different, We've had different um, sayings and phrases. You know, we've had free at last, free at last. Thank God Almighty, I'll free it. You know, we're free at last. We've had, you know, don't stop, don't shoot. You know, um, hands up, don't shoot. We've had Mm -hmm. 16 shots. There's always these, like, different, like, phrases and stuff that have spoke to the same thing. I always tell people we've been singing the same um we've been singing the same song since the fields. They're just the remixed versions of it. So what ends exactly. up happening is I'm not kidding. I'm I'm not I'm not kidding. I'm about to eat. Okay. So Casper. I, <laughs> Casper. 
Anyway, shut up. Mind your business. <laughs> now, you want to find out where you get this barbecue sauce? Sign up on Patreon. Anyway, but um, I think that it's so easy when we're looking at um the black existence and we think about last summer. And a lot of people think that we just started talking about this stuff, but this has been an issue for generation to generation to generation to generation. The only reason that it's probably talked about one more now is because one, we have cell phones. There's that. And two, um, it's the fact that this was probably the one thing once last year when we're talking about like, you know, Ahmaud Arbery, Breonna Taylor and George Floyd, you couldn't avoid this conversation anymore. Um, So for you, when you were saying it's easy to kind of lose sight of being black because it's not really in some instances, given like, especially with your circumstances, um, with having a disability, it's very easy to think about your physical, I don't want to say ailments because it comes off as stigmatizing, um, but to look at your physical ailments, but then lose sight of like the skin that you come in. I don't know if that makes any sense. Is she frozen on my end too? Oh, you was frozen for a second. I was like, what the heck just happened? Yo, your internet is tripping, dog. I don't know what it is. I don't know. Maybe, you, you know what it is? Everybody got to eat some barbecue chicken. If everybody eat barbecue chicken, I'm pretty sure the sugar wouldn't be some trash. But that's besides the point. Um, But when we're talking about... One thing that I thought was interesting also that you said was... You said that once you found out that you um you had epilepsy and you were given this um you were given like all your medicine and everything like that, that your family was just like, mm-hmm. what are we about to do with this? Um, what did you mean by when you said uh oh, it's a black family? Um, this isn't like to knock your family by any means, but kind of speak to like no, that no, no. stigma okay, in which so... you try to speak mm-hmm. about like that stigma in which you speak of when you talk about um new i'll say transitions when it comes in the family unit okay so for instance uh neither one of my parents really knew exactly what to do when it came to dealing with people close to you especially your own child when it comes to um epilepsy because again epilepsy is something that really does not get a lot of traction. Like a lot of people, especially back in the 90s, nobody was really talking about epilepsy. Nobody knew what the hell that was. Um, Back then, my mom had probably one friend who she probably had seen had a seizure. She was a young, again, a young parent. She didn't have any experience with it. She literally just basically just shook her head, yes, to whatever the, basically had to eat up whatever the doctor told her. And with my dad, he only found out like anything because like he only knew anything because one of the three seizures that I had before I was put on medication happened when I was with him. Um, with my mom, she every single seizure I had, my mom wasn't even wasn't present, so she never even actually seen me have one until they did like a hospital visit. Well, actually, I don't even think I had a seizure during the hospital visit. They just saw the brain activity. Um, it's it's more of like, I probably worded it wrong. It's more of like my parents didn't know exactly what they were dealing with. That's 
the main thing. They didn't know. My mom had to literally learn this the same. It, it's not like a hand-holding experience. The same way how parenting doesn't come with a manual. Like, I'm still learning, and I'm the one with the disability. Every day, I'm still learning something new. That part, Auntie Maya. We don't, we don't get, we don't get the resources. First of all, um, one of the doctors actually told my mom that they shouldn't, she shouldn't let them put me on medication. And my mom, and it'll probably go away. I'm actually glad my mom didn't listen to that doctor or a nurse or whoever that was, because if she had, I probably wouldn't be here. Staticus epilepticus, very real. Sudet, very real. And um, when you go back, when you get diagnosed with a condition like epilepsy and you have people that are taking care of you that, you know, especially that young and they don't know what they, they're not really sure. And this is before the internet existed. The only thing they can do is make sure that your medic, you take your medication and just try to figure out from there what to do. It literally was a learn day by day basis. I mean, my dad really wasn't any help. Um, my mom literally did all the work. I had a seizure one day on the train. Like I'm from Brooklyn, so um, took a lot of mass transportation. My mom literally had me um, coming off the train with her and. I had a seizure on the platform with her holding me. People walk past seeing this. Nobody helped her. So I will take my head off to my mom. Yeah, I talk a lot of crap to her, but like, <laughs> I, I, I'd probably be lost. I think a lot of us can honestly say, you know, disability or no disability, a lot of us would probably be lost without you know, you know, without our parents. Um, but a lot of us with disabilities, when it comes to the people that take care of us, especially from when it comes down to being this, this far in the game. Yeah. I knew luck without this lady. She and I got into a tiff one time because I told her, um, you don't understand. You're yelling at me about something in reference to my body. You don't have to feel this. I do. And she looked at me like it wasn't even like she wanted to yell at me or she was upset with me in a sense that she wanted to fight. She was more hurt than anything because her whole idea was I brought you up. I raised you and took care of you. Watching you go through all of this is like the worst pain ever because there's nothing I can do to save you. And she's like, whatever you feel, thanks, Auntie Maya. <laughs> she's like, there's nothing I can do to help you or to prevent it or to fix it. And um, that's that's legitimately like when it comes to a black family and it comes to being, you know, stigmatized in the sense that we don't know what we're doing, it's because we don't get educated enough. 
they don't give us the same type of Auntie I just said it earlier in the she just said it earlier in the chat. They don't educate us enough. They don't give us the same kind of treatment. And that's the whole problem. We don't have that experience. So my wheel was hooked. Sorry. No, you're good. No, you're good. Um, <clears throat> one thing that I mentioned, um, and I think you might remember this episode, I did a podcast about maybe two months ago in which we were talking about, you know, our parents didn't really necessarily have to not didn't really necessarily it let's just get to the point. So our parents didn't have to fixate on health so much because they were worried about finances given like what we have to deal with. Um, you know, they used to say, um, you got to become a doctor to be treated like a bachelor, which is the black experience. You have to go above and beyond as far as excellence goes just to be treated right. ordinary. So what ends up happening is a lot of things get glossed over that we're supposed to have as pleasure tees, but we don't really have that luxury because we're shooting for, I always said, you know, we're spending so much time going for the bag. We don't really got much time to nurture our brains and our bodies. Um, did you ever find that? Was that true in your experience as far as growing up? Um, what I'm asking is, I'm not saying like, I'm not saying like, oh, your parents, your your family's experience or your upbringing is like the typical BT after special where they're like, oh, you gotta <laughs> go to the league or get a re a record deal so you could be a functioning black family. But I'm guessing what I'm asking is, um, do you think when we're talking about you specifically? Um, the things that you had to deal with um, within your black family unit played a part into maybe even some of the ignorance or the urgency to understand what you had to deal with as your disability. Um, I want to say uh, my family is some people kind of, I want to say at some, at some point, I felt like it was downplayed as I got older. But on other levels, I downplayed it myself. Um, I used mm, to have talk about that. Yeah, I I used to downplay my own disability because before um, I moved, before depression started kicking my ass, I wasn't always like this. I wasn't always sorry, dog. I oh, mine, mine's over here punished behind me. You you can't see him, but he's he's in his bed, and he ain't allowed to get up because he want to talk while I'm working. That's ridiculous. But go <laughs> ahead. You good, queen. You good. Yeah. I used to be um, very much independent, um, and then uh, I don't know what happened. I moved down here. Things, you know, life happened. D depression kicked in, um, and people don't understand that. I mean, I was already mildly depressed living up there, but I was uh, doing a lot better. And then COVID hit and things just went left. But before all that, I was still out here, you know, I was out here drinking, running around, you know, you know, running around, you know, for the streets, you know, you know what I mean? Yeah, you know, running around the mall with people's daddies and such. Um, but, <laughs> you know, being a hot girl and stuff, you know, brunch and boozy. And um, 
my parents used to, you know, especially my mom, she used to continuously tell me, you should not be doing X and X and X and X on your alone. You shouldn't be doing it. You shouldn't be drinking so much. That's not good for your health. That's not good for your condition. And I was so stubborn. A lot of the things, like, my mom wanted the best for me. Like, she was just happy, like, that I never made, I didn't make her a grandmother. I wasn't, you know, I didn't make her a grandmother through all of this. Um, Obviously, now I want to because, you know, age and biological clock ticking. But um, she, you know, she always wanted the best for me. She never sat here and told me she never wanted anything good for me that you know she didn't she never sat here and told me she didn't want anything good for me she never sat here and told me she didn't want me to go to school she didn't want me to do better she paid for classes (laughs) she you know whatever she whatever she whatever I told her I want to do she would find a way to help me get it done it was all a matter of if I was actually going to go through I'm a procrastinator once I find passion in something, I'm not going to procrastinate on it. I'm going to go for it. I lost passion in a lot of things. So there was nothing anybody could say to me. However, comma, this is something I have yet to lose passion in. And the one thing about it is she realizes this is some dangerous work. And that's the one thing she does not want, like as proud of me as she is, she does not want me to get hurt in the process because of my disability, because of the people who also have the same disabilities that have, well, because of people who don't even have disabilities getting hurt, it's, it's a lot of work and it's a lot of people who are out here getting her left and right and because this is a red state there, there's so many different things and because of you know recent events these people out here don't care if you have a disability or not um and honestly it's the only thing that keeps me driven i wanted to ask you about that because i know we talked about this briefly um before so <clears throat> when we're talking about um and like for those that I mentioned this a couple of times in my podcast, and I mentioned this heavily when I had um brother Andy on here, uh, because he's from the same town that my sister used to reside in, um, uh, Scar, who had who had epilepsy. She passed five years ago. And one of the things that people don't realize is that it's an invisible illness or it's an invisible disease, essentially, where you could literally be um and hopefully i'm not like you know like speaking out of a place of um privilege when i speak on this um it's one day you could be just fine but then another day you're like not i'm not feeling it at all um and i remember when you one day i think it was i want to say it was june um it was june and there was this we'll just call her karen for the for um um, context purposes there was this white woman that had a um 
We'll call it a meltdown. <laughs> she, she had a meltdown, uh, a white woman moment, you know what I'm saying? Tulsa and Rosewood, you know what I'm saying? We'll, we'll just call it that. But Ooh. there was um, there was like this movement that she ended up making in said um, meltdown, this panic attack she had. And she emulated the same physical sensation that like people have when they're having like seizures and stuff. And a lot of people didn't realize how damaging that was to people that have epilepsy. Can you speak on, like, for you personally, can you speak on um, not only seeing that moment happen, but then seeing, especially within our community, the reception and how people reacted to the situation and how you tried to, to get them to understand the gravity of the situation? I love my people. I really do. I love our people. But we got some serious work to do, especially when it comes to sensitivity to disabilities. When it comes to ableism in the community, it's just disgusting. Um, the fact of the matter is the majority of the people that someone put, you know, obviously someone made like a a little trend of it on TikTok and they decided that um, this would be a fun trend to do and the majority of the people that did that video were our people were of the black community and it was disgusting for the simple fact that a lot of those people were mutuals of mine Mutuals of yours, mutuals of our, mutuals of our mutuals. <laughs> like, it was just, it was sickening. And um, when I spoke on it, I literally said, I made two videos. I have two accounts. There's Black Girl Warrior and then there's another account. Y'all don't, don't, don't worry about the other account, please. Mind, mind the business. Um, I have two, I have a backup account and I spoke on both because the creator that initially made it when I spoke up on it, they blocked me. So on my backup, my backup account, I spoke up on it. They tried to, um, they tried to hit me with harassment and bullying uh, report, which, you know, I won by the way. But the crazy part is, I'm sorry, Casper. The the interesting part is. They actually got overturned and I won that. And a white woman who, I shouldn't say woman, a white young lady who also has the same disability as me, she actually spoke up as well. And she said, what we're not gonna do is make a trend out of something that is harmful to people who have this disability, including myself. She said, my disability is not a joke. And she's like, we don't claim, she's like, I don't claim that woman that, that started this whole thing in the first place. We're gonna call her the Victoria's Secret Cameron. That's her name. Her name is the Victoria's Secret Cameron, by the way. We're not going to make a trend out of this. We're not gonna make a trend out of my, my disability. That's what we're not gonna do. You know, my sickness is not your your joke. It's not. And another thing 
is how comfortable people are using the R slur and just letting it roll their tongue and incorporating seizures into their jokes. It's not funny. People have died from seizures. Cameron Boyce died from Suda. And as you just said, unfortunately, you lost your sister to a fatal seizure. So how in the, let me not cuss, let me not cuss, how in the hell could a Yeah, try to be good. Don't cuss in front of the chicken. Funny. Please don't cuss in front of the chicken. I'm not going to cuss in front of the chicken. Thank you. I'm Thank you. I appreciate it. I really appreciate it. I don't know who's watching. I'm not going to cuss. I'm going to be nice. But how could you possibly find any of that funny knowing people lose their lives? Do you know more people die? Like, and this is statistically speaking, uh, more people die from epilepsy than they do cancer. Wait, say that one. I, I kind of heard. I kind of heard you in between bites. Um, say that one more time again. What? What? What, what happened? Die, more people die from epilepsy than they do from cancer. Yeesh. Um, if somebody just just because look, I'm not saying I don't believe you. If somebody could find some um information, plug it into the comments, whether from Facebook, from Twitter, from from YouTube, that'd be appreciative. Um, but that is I think that's the thing that people don't understand when it comes to this. Um when it comes to is it epilepsy is it disease? Technically, it's a disease. Yes, just want to be it's I want to be it's a disorder, but some people refer to it as an illness, a disease, a disability. I it might as well for me, it might as well be a disease because it's not going anywhere. She's she ain't going nowhere. She Gotcha. I I just want to be sensitive. I just want to be sensitive to it when I speak about it. Um, it one thing that I thought that I picked up on, and it's kind of funny. I don't know if you thought about this. Was, you know, you brought this up as an issue on to. Oh, thanks, Auntie Maya. Um, you brought it up as an issue um to TikTok, and it seemed like, yeah, it seemed like it's really weird. That we needed um, a white savior to amplify what you were saying to almost validate it. Why do you think, not so much that why, because we already know how this goes. You know, the black woman's existence is feminism, is liberation for all people. Because, you know, <laughs> being a double, I mean, just to mansplain to the highest degree, you know, a black woman's existence is to fight for black liberation and then woman's liberation. Um why do you do you did you find that to be i would say like frustrating um because it shouldn't have to actually, take somebody mm -hmm. go ahead i actually what had happened was i saw her video first and that's when i found out about the whole karen shay uh movement the victoria's secret movement the victoria's secret karen movement where they came up with that trend i saw her gotcha, video gotcha. first i speak um I speak amplified her video her video because I guess he saw he came across her video and amplified it. And then I went to the original video and then I went off. And the crazy part was, damn it, sorry, Casper. 
the, the okay. interesting part was it's all right. I mean, at least you, I, I got my, I got my trigger. Continue. Continue. It's <laughs> not the point. You know how I feel. Now you good. Hey man. Hey man. As long as you catch yourself, I don't mind. You know what I'm saying? It does not like it's not triggering. But I got barbecue chicken, so we just gonna try and be in a happy place today. You know what I'm saying? Okay. The thing is, I went off on several occasions about that video just for the simple fact that, again, I saw my own people thinking it was funny. And this young lady was not wrong in what she said. There are several instances on TikTok where I see these videos not getting taken down until someone mass reports them. There are several instances where outside of TikTok, people say harsh things, not realizing that, you know, someone is going through something based off of literally what they're talking about. Like, it, it's just a never-ending cycle. Like, for you, the C word is something that triggers you. For me, there's the R slur. There's talking about seizures. There are, there are things that trigger me as well. So it's just like, why would you want to put a person in that kind of predicament? Why would you want to put that put a person in that kind of position? Like, how is how insensitive could you possibly be? And it's, I mean, it doesn't hurt to have some ampli someone helping amplify your voice when it comes to disabilities, at least, because with disabilities. There is no uh, discrimination. Epilepsy does not discriminate. Cancer does not discriminate. None of these chronic illnesses discriminate. So am I upset? Would I have been upset if it took her voice to shut it down? Honestly, I can't say I would. But at the same time, it would be irritating because if I had to sit here and tell you something, but you listen to Stacy over there, before you listen to me and we're talking about the same thing. It's a bit triggering because of the generational trauma that still flows through the back of my mind. So I guess it's a double side, it's a double edged sword. I get Ooh. what you mean by that. Um it's um one thing that I, I was talking about this the other day on um shout out to Shout out to Maya on here yeah, um, on YouTube. We was uh, I was talking about this when I was discussing like synesthesia the other day on her podcast, and she asked me, "Do you find it com something along the lines?" I'm paraphrasing. Do you find it comforting to know that there's like certain celebrities and stuff like that that have synesthesia? It humanizes you in a sense. Um, talk to me about, and I don't know if this is necessarily like a trying to find misery loves company because i don't think it's like that i think a lot of people get it mixed up like this i think having some sense of rep representation um and community when we're talking about like different like disabilities conditions um it helps humanize people a lot more um one of the things that we talked about is on heavily is when we talk about harriet tubman a lot of people, you know, they talk about how extraordinary she was, the double agent, the general, this, that, and the third, but they very rarely pay homage to the fact that she had epilepsy. 
Um, and um, talk to me. A, know she had it. Mm-hmm. Talk to me a little bit about how, if there is anybody else outside of Harriet Tubman, finding finding other people, especially people that do or don't look like you, gives you a sense of, I would say, like normalcy. I would say it's like okay, cool. There are other people like me, so I don't feel as alone, or I don't feel as, I would say, like ostracized in a sense because there are other people that deal with um we'll say this condition i i'm trying i'm not sure what the correct term is whether it's disease it's okay. disorder it's okay. so because of just for you know sensitivity you purposes say I'll you, just could say say, condition. you could say condition you could say condition is fine um gotcha. honestly I, I kind of use condition a lot so <laughs> um honestly for me um when i find people i found people before who had I know people of I know a few people out here who do have it, but like we're not in close enough proximity, but they're like, you know, always like a text away or something like that. I know people, it it's not that it doesn't give me a sense of normalcy, it just makes me feel a little bit more, you know, like a lot more poopier because it just it's like, um y'all sound like y'all living your best life and I'm just over here trying to be a good old I don't know, a good noodle. And um, I don't like that because I'm really trying to be a good noodle and just worrying about my health, but I can't even some days make it out the door properly without having to stop and pace myself when I got to get to work. Um, It's, you know, it's about like, it's like when I found out that when I found out about celebrities and, you know, just these activists that had them, it's just like, how the hell did y'all do that? Like, when I found out that Sandra Brand had it, I was like, see, I knew it. I knew there was something fishy about this whole situation. But we all knew that something wasn't right. Lil Wayne has it, but I'm pretty sure he was drug-induced. Um, Prince had it. And I'm going to be honest, it makes a lot of sense why he wears more so much purple. He was representing, but very subtle. Um, and for There was me, nothing subtle means, about prince and purple, but okay. I mean, no, that I'm that's one way to look at it. I'm talking about for epilepsy. Our, oh, um, I know. You said a subtle representation. I'm like, the man had a whole song called Purple Rain, but I understand. I understand. Not a lot of people understood the significance of the purple. Gotcha, you gotcha. Like, you get what I mean? Exactly. Thank you, Latimaya. It just made me look at him in a different, it made me look at him in a different way. Lil Wayne, I could never look up to someone like Lil Wayne. Like, don't get me wrong. I love, like, I can understand you. Like, I get the music. I love the music. But um, that is never someone I would want to actually do business with. Is it because he only four locks in his head? Or is it because he's, never mind, y'all are the same height. That's besides the point. Um, But, yeah, I, sorry. I had to, one time, one time, karate chop to the kneecap. Karate chop to the kneecap. Um, absolutely. Casper. I'm sorry. Actually, no, I'm not. Um, <laughs> um, 
But that uh, it's funny that Maya it. said it's funny. Hold on real quick. I want to bring this back up. It's some. It's funny that Maya said this. Community is key in finding solidarity. An impactful figure helps humanize your own experiences. Were there? You said there was Prince. There was Harriet Tubman. Even Wheezy. Um, was there anybody else? Um, possibly. And just stepping away from like celebrities for a second. But was there anybody? on like a local level uh that you had any relationships with not that you just walked around and there was like a like a like a like a coffee club a coffee <laughs> club or a tea club for people with epilepsy but was there anybody that on a on a local geographical sense that understood your experience that had to deal with the same condition you did um growing up honestly um my grand, honestly the only person that I can honestly say I can align myself with right now is as far as being human, you know, humanity goes, is honestly my grandfather. Totally unrelated, by the way. It is not like it's generational or anything. My grandfather has it for whatever reason. I have it for a completely different reason. Um, my grandfather had it when he was little and he grew out of it. I never grew out of mine. And um, he ended up in a horrible accident and ended up, and that accident ended up bringing his epilepsy back. Well, his seizures back, you know, like I said before, you can't grow out of epilepsy. You can't stop having seizures and not still be considered epileptic. They just basically, his seizures just came back. But the only one I can really like, that can really, you know, give me that kinship is my grandfather because he knows pretty much what I'm going through. Even though we have different types, his are kind of on more of an extreme level than mine since his, you know, came back. And he's like, you know, 70 something. But that's besides the point. Um, but as other than my grandfather, growing up, the only person I knew that had it was my grandfather. Um, I didn't have any friends that knew exactly how what, what I was going through. Uh, or like, even if they did have it before, epilepsy and, you know, epilepsy and seizures in particular, Seizures come in different kinds of forms. I had like three different types, as far as I can remember. Like I had two types when I was younger, one grew out of one, and then like now I have two types again, two completely different types. I mean, I could have been having all three types when I was younger and not know, but um, never met anybody, never knew anybody other than my grandfather. There literally nobody else besides the celebrities and the impactful figures that's it i mean gotcha, i've met gotcha. people i mean don't get me wrong i've met people as adults in my adulthood online through tiktok and stuff that uh -huh. know what i'm going through but some of them again not really have been diagnosed with epilepsy but have seizures either way uh yeah Gotcha, gotcha. Um, is there, we're talking about, um, I would say, like, existing with the condition of epilepsy. Um, just from, like, conversations I've had with my sister, 
Um, and then a couple of other my friends that have had that not have had because they are still here. Um, but a couple of other of my friends who have epilepsy, they have this weird sense of. And it sounds like at least to just from their experience, I'm not speaking for everybody else, just from like tying it all in when they speak of their experience. It's kind of like they feel like their body's made of glass all the time. And when I say that, meaning like they describe it as because they don't know when one is coming. They don't really know when a seizure is coming and what triggers it. They are always like, I don't want to get. I need to be, they always have like these like precautions set up and stuff like that. When I say like precautions, they're like, okay, I got to make sure I'm not around any too many hard surfaces. I don't want to be alone. Um, there's all these things that they like insurance policies that they put into place. Um, talk to me a little bit about the things that you have to do for you. I mean, like you can speak for you specifically, but what are the things that you have to do outside of medication? Um, but precautions and things that you have to live with any hurdles, um, strongholds you want to call, you can call it um, up to you, um, that you have to put into place or some type of precautionary measures you have to put into place because of your epilepsy. Yeah, 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 yeah. So um, if, for me, um, one of my main precautions is I don't do sit-down baths. Like, I don't, I I take showers. I don't do baths. Um, I, I have a pool, but I don't get in it. Um, often I get in the jacuzzi part. Um, when I go to the beach, I don't go anywhere. I don't go deep in the water. I barely go with, I, like my feet get wet. That's the, that's the furthest I go. Um, I actually almost died in the wave pool. We'll talk about that in a, in a little bit, but, um, before we get to that, let me just get this out the way. Um, I drink a lot of tea. I'm gonna be honest, especially on days if I know I am on the second floor of my house. My bedroom's on the second floor. My parents are on the first floor. Um, I moved down here with my parents for the simple fact that my parents, specifically my mom, did not want me living alone and not being able to drive already. So. If I need any precautions that I put in place is literally no bath, um, take my time with a lot of things. Because again, two types of seizures. One type gets out of control, then next thing I know the second type is going to happen. And um, I have stairs, so I legitimately take my time with the stairs. I don't rush myself. Um, I do a lot of meditating. Uh, let's see. I do work on you, Casper. You, you, you spoken to me outside of this. You know, I will take a nap in a heartbeat. <laughs> oh yeah, and and, yeah. and you know, and I I say this, you laugh about, it, but I understand. Like my sister, um, <clears throat> Scar would be have like it's she would have the utmost energy, but then like she'd be like, I'm taking a nap, and I mean like we'd be in the midst of people. I mean, it, we'd be in the midst of everybody. It'd be like 20 deep. We're having a party. And she's like, can I go lay down? If not, I'm going to go lay down. And I'm going to go lay down in my boy's car. I'm going to go lay down in my brother's car. Like, I mean, and that, but that, that, but that was, um, and that's either because of just being lethargic, 
because possibly with the medication or anything, but it was just the fact that you're like, I don't feel good and I don't trust it. I'd rather lay down because that's it's safer to lay down than to just be up and up and about. So I understand what you mean when you say that. Some of those things are considered when they when um I will say this, some of those things are considered horrors when with the I don't feel good or if there's a sense of anxiety going on that's kind of considered an aura. Um yeah. Um, so I'll be quick to take a nap in a heartbeat. Like if you catch me sipping tea, more than likely it's my hibiscus tea and or lavender, depending on how bad of a day I've had. Um, but yeah, I get really, really tired a lot. I don't know if it's because I'm back to work again or what, but even when I got the COVID vaccination, I was tired all the time. And I have the nerve to start some start this thing that got that I lost an opportunity on anyway because I kind of lost half seizure <sighs> and I lost my my job opportunity for that. Um, so I will say this: it's very for me. My but yes, my precautions are pretty much trying to get as much rest as possible. If I feel like something isn't right, I'm slowing the hell down. Um, I'm going to take, you know, of course, medication is going to take a while to take to come into place. I have my backup medication too. Like I have my little, uh, my little stash of medication that they give you in case of emergency, depending on who your doctor is. Um, I have um, teas. Like I, I honestly have like a lot into herbal teas that if it doesn't have chamomile in it, I don't want it. Um, and a good substitute for me sometimes will be a Tylenol PM because I do get stress headaches now. I don't know if that's related to the epilepsy or not. Can y'all hear me? Yeah, you sound just fine. I don't know what it was. It may be because your curls are so immaculate. We couldn't actually hear you before. But you sound perfectly fine no, now. You can continue. You good. Wait, you couldn't hear me that whole time and didn't say anything? I mean, we can hear you. But, like, when it comes to when black women are speaking, it's not so much do we need you to speak louder so we can hear you better. It's we need to shut up more so we can hear you better. So you're good. You good. And you didn't, Sorry, pull, up heard single, you? You didn't pull up a single comment for anybody. To everybody was just listening to you. You know, you rude Don't as hell. Somebody trying to amplify black you when somebody just trying to listen to you. Black man. Peanut butter. Continue your story, please. We listen okay. to you, okay? All, right. All good. Okay. All right. Can't, uh, can't stand you. Love you, nigga. <laughs> anyway, I no, but serious in all seriousness, I get stress headaches now, and like I just know when to back off. Like I honestly confine myself to my bedroom. Not probably not the healthiest thing in the world, but I just do because I just know sometimes we're gonna get tired, and I want to be as close as possible to my medication, just in case I doze off. Oh, I love you too, Key. She get on my nerves. <laughs> no, I didn't consent to that. She annoyed as hell. Yes, continue, continue. <laughs> I didn't consent to that. Um, yes, but it's. It's all about like also like it's all about also if you feel that any auras are coming as well. For me, my auras are 
serious like anxiety. If my anxiety starts acting up, I am going back to my room and staying there. Because uh, you girl don't play when it comes to anxiety. Mm -mm. I, I ain't that strong. It could be crowded. It, it gets crowded. It's too many people. I'm not a people person. Like, it's 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 kind of like there was a meme that came up that was like, y'all don't understand. I'm 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 a people person that don't like people. That'd be me. Oh, see, I'm one of those people because of how God uses me. I try to tell people all the time. I'm like, look, I am a social vegan. I avoid meat. That's M E E T. So I understand um, to the highest exactly. degree. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> So, like, if things get too tense or if it's, like, I can understand tension. I can deal with tension. But I don't do well with anxiety. You get too close to me, I'm going to either punch you in the nose or I'm just going to walk away and go to my room. Like, I don't stray too far from home. I sit outside when I feel like it. Uh, my parents are kind of upset with me because they feel like I'm not too oriented with the family right now. And I'm like, it's nothing personal. I just, I just, I need space. I'm working on it. Like, I'm slowly turning into a hermit, not going to lie. Now, auras can include a lot of different things, though. Um, not, I'm not going to hold you. I, I've been through a lot of them. That whole, I didn't, I don't feel good or brought back memories. Like, I used to get those stomach aches. Like, it's these weird stomach aches that you feel like in the pit of your stomach, that like I used to feel in the pit of my stomach. They used to travel up to my chest like I was going to have a panic attack or something. It's not fun. Um, and when you I speak on that, this is like when you think like a seizure may be coming up or it's just the fact that you just don't feel good in general. No, when you feel like it's literally like a feeling like if you don't get like to safety or something, like how you mm. said your friends take precautionary measures. It's like when you feel like you don't get to that safe spot. That you don't feel good because you don't feel safe. And that is. Sometimes a or may happen. Oh. Sometimes I'll feel an aura coming and sometimes I just need to focus on something else. I need to focus on something. Like sometimes like when I used to live in Brooklyn, I used to feel them coming while I'm walking home from the store. And I'll be like, all right, I'm almost home. I'm almost home. Like, I'll just be walking right to my building, and I'm almost to my building. Now I have to call somebody like, okay, just talk to me. I don't care what we talk about. Just talk to me. Keep me focused on the conversation. I'll be staring ahead at the trees and just, like, I get, I used to get super paranoid, stomach hurting. I'll start feeling that jerk in my leg. I'm like, oh, my God, please don't let this happen to me outside. I'm alone, and I don't want to get robbed or filmed. And there's concrete, so I may or may not hit my head. Don't want that to happen. That would be bad. But at the same time, I got poofy hair, so it might not be as bad. I mean, like, my braids is what saved me last time. But that's not the point. Um, the point is, auras are scary as hell. Because it's literally like... a exactly they're very scary but for me it's but for me it literally it literally has me feeling like i need to get to a safe space if i at least get home literally this is how my brain this is how my brain works 
if I at least get home and something happens, I'm fine. Because for me, I'm not this since my since my incident at the pool, I have not been the same when it comes to seizures. I went I was 17 probably. We went to a I think I told you this story off camera, but I'll tell it on camera. Um, I went to this water park with my mom and her friends and her friends' kids. And, you know, we had a ball. My, um, my seizures are based off of two things, emotion and sleep. I did not sleep well. And I may or may not have done something to rise my anxiety levels that day. Might have faced the fear. Maybe. Who knows? Um, so I decided, I was like, all right, that was enough fun for today. Um, my mom was like, you sure you don't want to just, you know, chill for a sec? You know, you might. She saw me put, she said she saw me put my head down. It's very blurry for me because of what happened. Um, she said I had my head down on the table for a while. I was like, I don't remember that, but okay. Um, so... I still wanted to go play with the rest of the kids in the water, so I'm a, I was a water person. Still kind of am. Now it's just as an adult, I just like to look hot by the pool. So I um went to the wave pool, and again, aura, right? I went too far in. You know I'm short, Casper. I'm like I'm like a foot shorter than you. I probably come up to your what? Um, how tall are you? Five three. Carry on. <laughs> I don't like how you said that, but I feel like I know why you said that. I'm trying to be respectful. Carry on. <laughs> so I get further into the wave pool. For some reason, I thought I was gangster. I get into the wave pool and um, it's no waves coming. I'm like, cool. Fast forward, I hear the siren go off while I'm trying to go backwards because I'm always starting to kick in. I'm like, let me get out of here. Anxiety levels rose once that beep went off to this, you know, the sound that goes off in the wave pool to let you know the waves are about to start. That happened. I said, ah, we gotta go. I'm trying to get out. I'm still stuck because the seizure started before I knew it. The last thing I remember was yelling, oh, somebody help me. On my, my left side was like this while I'm under the water because of the waves. I kid you not, I'm like this under the water looking at everybody else. I'm like, so is this how I'm gonna go? I caught the attention of um, a lifeguard and he pulled me out. Now, I used to, you know, be, you know, I think that has something to do with why I don't get in the water that much anymore. But the takeaway from that is don't get into wave pools when you're too short. So, fast forward. Um, the whole point is 
I literally stayed um, alert through the whole thing, which I had never done. That was the first time that had ever happened. My body kicked into survival mode. I just kept, I just kept inhaling water. Like I'm glad this was pre-COVID because ill. Um, I uh. Next, um, next thing I know, ever since that happened, I've never uh, passed out from a seizure ever again. Like how, like, they always start in my sleep if I'm like laying down. If I'm if I'm already awake and they're happening, I won't pass out. I will just blink and they'll be done. But that's it. And I think ever since that, that's just how it's been. Or like, if my mom is with me and I, like, my mom can talk me down before she can help, she'll talk to me and they'll stop before they even start. It's really, it's really, really, really um interesting to say the least. And I'm still flabbergasted by that part. How my mom could just talk to me and it'll be you know, done. If she's not around and it happens, I'll still hear her voice in my mind. But even breathing helps. It's, it's still. Who does that? Do you find it? Um and this is just more so like this is an individual so you i'm not asking you to like speak for everybody that deals with your um deals with your condition and exists with your condition do you feel like mentally it's a battle too um existing with epilepsy it's bad enough like with the physical um sensation that comes with it um but the toll it has on you mentally um can you speak to that um as well mentally speaking um yeah so epilepsy is more than just seizures honestly um and any i think anyone with epilepsy will tell you this epilepsy is anxiety insomnia still being tired even though you like it's insomnia but at the same time still being tired um it's again more anxiety mood swings it's depression it's all of that if you don't shut up, sorry. Oh, you, you see, <laughs> let me tell you something. I, I, I was, you ever seen good times like that of a good times? You, you think, you think because I over here that like that, like you think I was talking my dog like a child of God? You, you all right. It's okay. You just, it's okay. I understand. We, we try not to. Not so much about getting canceled, but you know, white people care more about dogs than they do us. So you gotta like, you gotta mute yourselves. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Continue, yes. queen. Continue, queen. <laughs> yes, but um, the battle, the mental battle. Oh my, the mental battle is like the worst. Is like the worst part about it is, you know, you're expecting the the physical toll that it's going to take on your body because. At this point, you know what's going to happen when you have a seizure. You're already familiar with the 
you know, you're already familiar with the movements. You're already familiar with the routine at this point. You know, okay, it's going to happen. I'm not going to be able to stop it until it, you know, runs its course. Most of the time. Then there is, it gets to the point where you're just, I'm so effing tired of this. For me, the worst part is when they take me to the hospital and the doctor just keeps me there. And like, when my mom is not there with me and I'm just like, mom, you weren't there and I was scared. Yeah, I turned into a big baby. Yes, I turned into a big baby after one. Like, after all of them. I don't care that I'm about to be 30. I'm still a big-ass baby. I said what I said. Um, but, yeah. The Do it, you become... Now, my question is, because you know I hate when you stigmatize yourself. Do you, do you become a big baby, or do you just need a certain sense of nurturing I just that other people mama. don't require? I just need my mama. That's it. You need a certain sense of nurturing that your mom gives you. It's not, you're not, I, I, you know me, don't, don't allow, I ain't gonna allow you to stigmatize yourself. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, it sounds like, and I don't want you to do this because a lot of people, especially like with other condition, disability, disease, right. whatever you're dealing with, right? you just require a certain sense of niche, um, nurturing that somebody has and will give you, you know what I'm saying? So let's not, let's not, let's okay. not call, I'm a big baby your mama gives you what you need that'll mean you a big baby that means your mama loves you i don't want you to call yourself a big baby i was gonna say i only turned into a big baby for my mama it don't matter you need a certain amount of care and love that your mama your mama gives you that that is a good thing don't stigmatize yourself and try to make it seem like you too much you heard me continue go ahead i'm big and i'm her baby Continue, continue <laughs> pontificating your point, black woman. I ain't gonna allow you to stigmatize yourself. You heard me. Oh, oh, okay, black man. Okay, so yes, it it takes a toll on you mentally, emotionally, living with this condition every day, knowing like how much you have to worry about who's actually gonna be there for you. Because my mama is not gonna be able to be there all the time. Um, Again, I'm going to be, there's going to be times where I have to be home alone. There's going to be times where I'm not going to have an emergency contact to come and get me. Um, there's going to be times where I'm not going to be able to make it home the way that I need to get home. No one's going to help me get up the stairs. Um, there's going to be times where, you know, emotionally, it just drains you. Mentally, it drains you just because you just fall into this mindless routine of get up, take meds, some, you know, depending on what time of the day it is or what time of the week it is, get back in bed, hope another seizure doesn't hit you. Some days I have a hard time just doing regular stuff. Maya said, I can relate. I can relate to that sense of always wondering or anticipating who will be there for you. Yeah, it's it it's really it's really that. And then it's the constant, you know, then if you depending on the again, depending on the way your family dynamic is set up, let's say you live in a toxic household, 
you got to worry about that part. You got to worry about the people around you who you surround yourself with. If there's people that are not giving you positive energy, you got to worry about that part because, again, stress headaches. And I know Auntie Maya know what I'm talking about when I say headaches. I know you know what I'm talking about when I say headaches. Yeah, it's a... Uh... It, it it's um it's on it's one of the things that I always tell people is it's one thing to it's one thing to have like something it's it's one thing to have like something within you but when there's something around you you got to deal with as well the turbulence is twice as hard and then when you factor in for yourself you know you are not only an American of African descent you're also a woman at that. So you're a black woman with a disability. And if the environment yourself is or is not safe, and that's not guaranteed because you are a double minority, that's a lot to deal with. The 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 what what, what do I call it? Um the battle fatigue that you gotta go through has to be immense. You know what I'm saying? What? Like just Getting the and then there's the stress of you know when it's the people that surround that you surround yourself with that don't understand that you try to get to understand you that still don't get it it's it's frustrating it it's very stress stressful it's very frustrating it's very draining it's oh my god I wish I had another word to use other than draining. But once I feel them, once I get them stress headaches, I'm like, okay, mom, I'm going to go to your cabinet, get that Tylenol PM and see you tomorrow or the next time I wake up. I don't know. Um, because uh, I might be, I might be coming toast for a little while if it happens again tomorrow. Some days I wake up feeling like I have a hangover and I've been sober entirely too long to have a hangover. So the negativity that is that is something that you want to think about, you know, from the outside that you surround yourself with. That's something you want to think about if you want to let that be a burden on you, because anything on the outside, you can definitely just let it go. Hence the term breaking generational curses. If it's somebody in your family that's just not meaning any good for you? Sign up. Au revoir. See ya. So I know that's something you wanted to talk about tonight. Um, so when we're talking about generational curses, and I've talked about it a little bit um, on here, um, you know, you can inherit a lot of things from your family. You can inherit um, eye color, nose shape, uh, height. Or lack thereof, height. Anyway, oh my um, body stat, body stature. You know what I'm saying? All these things. Um, but when we're talking about generational curses, we're talking about things that I like to say for myself. You know, when I'm dealing, when I'm talking about like emotional intelligence, mental health awareness, and everything like that, I say, you know, it ran into, it ran in my family until it ran into me. Um, talk to me a little bit about for yourself, and as much as you'd like to talk about. Um, talk, talk about the importance of breaking these generational curses, um, 
for generations to come. Um, I don't know if that. Hopefully, I'm I'm painting it, that. I'm framing that correctly for you, but you made talk. Sense. Okay, so for one, um, I'm not going to sit here and allow people to tell me what I can and cannot say to another person in my family just because of their age. Anybody can get this, okay? Anybody can get these words that hurt feelings, okay? Anybody can get what you like to call these baby hairs snatched, okay? Or lack thereof, as you just stated. Um, I refuse to do what they tell LeBron to do, which is just shut up and dribble. I am not going to be someone that continues on the cycle of, oh, that's still your, that's still your this, that's still your, that's still your mother, that's still your father, that's still your grandparent, that's still your aunt, that's still your uncle. Do they know that? It's it's just like, am I gonna keep going? Am I gonna keep on with the not acknowledging the elephant in the room, or am I going to actually speak on it? Am I gonna sit here and let you talk to me any kind of way because you're older than me? No, I don't think so. If as a community, we still feel like that's how we're going to handle things, then what is the point of, what is the point of arguing with anybody else's community? What, what's, but why are we worried about anybody else's yard when we got some uh, spring cleaning to do in our, in our own? That's mm. what I'm breaking generational curses. Somebody to open their mouth and talk sideways to me, they're getting it right back. You feel like um, one thing that, uh, and this is completely up to you that you want to talk about. Um, you speak a lot, and I think a lot of this, you, you and me have spoken about this a lot, especially in going back to who you are in the society as a black woman in the society. Um, I don't even think people understand the stigma that comes with having to deal with certain things, even the expectations that family has. Can you speak of that um, stigma and that curse that you yourself are trying to break pertaining to you being a black woman in this society? Um, I am basically always told to stay in my place. And I'm like, what place is that? I'm a grown woman. I'm in my place. I'm at my table. Uh, what else exactly am I supposed to do in this society but drink my water, mind my business until you start something that you can't finish? Until you, until your mouth write the check that you can't cash. I'm just curious why in today's society, people really think they can just up and treat black women the way that they do, especially when it's other black women treating us the same exact way especially when it's women who are black that haven't dealt with their own trauma that are projecting their trauma onto 
us when it's the older generation that keeps pushing it further and further down onto us. I don't believe in doing that. I don't. I believe in I believe in normalizing getting some therapy or if you're not going to get therapy, don't talk to me. If you're not going to seek help, don't talk to me. If you don't have a problem, then what are we arguing for? That's where I stand with it. I do, however, again, going back to the disability thing, why do people feel the need to disrespect disabled black women? Why do black men feel the need to disrespect not to tackle you, Casper. Why do black men sit here and scream, we love our black queens, but at the same time, where, where they at when we need them? This isn't a question you want me to answer, is it? If it is, I can, but uh, that that is completely up to you. <laughs> I know how much you hate suspense, but if you got something to say, you could lay it on me. No, I'm just, I mean, like if, so I guess what I've learned, just like the generational curse, and this isn't an excuse, but I think everybody has to take some sense of responsibility. I think when you have any type of relationship, whether plutonic, work, professional, romantic, there's a certain sense of responsibility that you have to that other person. I think it goes back to, some people have not been taught the tools, but just like you said, if you don't want to figure out the other tools to use, um, can you say, can you blame it on everybody else? Can you blame it on your upbringing? Can you blame it on who your parents were? No. Me, me personally, you know, I got to a point where I, I wanted to stop looking at, they did that to me, they did that to me, they did that to me, they never taught me, and I was like, I gotta go out and get it, I gotta go out and learn, and that, that I, me personally, I cannot speak um, for all black men, um, I do what I can in my seat, um, in my chair, in my shoes, in my Nikes, you know what I'm saying, well, I'm wearing Adidas right now, um, but I do what I, I do what I can, you know what I'm saying? I do what I can in my chanclas. Yeah, I'll do what I need to do. That way, when I stand on my own too, that you know, I respect. I respect where life came from at the end of the day. And I think for a lot of, in a lot of cases, that, and this is like I said, I don't want to. I don't want to speak for every, for all black men. I think it's because in some cases it is a crabs in a barrel mentality. So that's not giving anybody an off. I think because we do forget, and that's just human nature of it too. I think we forget that the person standing next to us is not our adversary. They are our ally. They are our accomplice. They are our partner in this. Um, and that I don't need to use your body as a stepping stool to get and ascend to these other areas in my life. And that's not saying, once again, I don't want to speak for everybody else. I know for me specifically, I just needed to make a decision for myself specifically that if I want to grow as a person, that I need to figure out how to water myself and nurture myself correctly. That way I can be able to help somebody else grow and not hinder somebody else's growth. So 
I can't speak for all the black men. I don't want to. The internet, people like to get nasty. Y'all want to get nasty. My comments are turned off, and my Patreon is $2 a month to give you two cents. But me specifically, this black man, um, this black man wants to elevate and amplify and advocate for his women. Um, this black man has not always amplified, advocated, and amplified his women. This black man has hurt black women in the past, but this black man in his development moves forward and fights to fight for and not fight with black women. Meaning like, I don't want to fight my sister. I don't want to fight my queens. I don't want to fight my mothers, my aunties. I want to help get them across the finish line in the process. So hopefully I answered your question. <laughs> and you didn't have to, but I know you don't like suspense. So I'm like, we'll see where this goes. I interviewed on my own doggone podcast. What kind of a hot mess is this? Good Lord. <laughs> Nobody, you didn't have to interview me. I'm just whatever, kidding. whatever. Um, what's one thing that, and when we're talking about this, what's one thing that you would want people to know? This is you specifically, whether it's the black woman experience, the black experience, or having a disability What's something that you would want people to know? And you can hit all three of those um, in different pockets. What's something that you would want people to know, um, whether it's with your disability, whether it's about your blackness, and whether it's just about your humanity? What's something that if any, if you could tell anybody and they just have to listen as they hit play, what would you like for them to know? It literally costs nothing to be a decent human being. And that stands for all three. I am a black woman, I am human, and I have a disability. It costs zero dollars to be a decent human being. If you see someone struggling, it doesn't hurt to ask, hey, do you need help? It doesn't hurt to not use disrespectful terms or slurs against a black person, a person with disabilities, a black person with disabilities, because at the end of the day, those people like that are like me, we have feelings. This is this is Epilepsy Awareness Month. We shouldn't have to just like as a black person, and I'm not even trying to be a jerk. I'm not even being a jerk. I am black and disabled all year round. I need y'all to understand something. Y'all see these butterflies back here? Y'all see these butterflies here? These stand, these represent epilepsy. These represent, oh, and this one on my nose. These represent the, the symbol for epilepsy, which is a butterfly. The color for epilepsy is purple. My skin color does not represent epilepsy. My skin color represents my, who I am. That's it. My, my disability does not define me, but it is a part of me, just like my skin color is a part of me. I'm a black woman with a disability. Don't be a douche. Don't make jokes about people with disabilities because you think it's going to get you any clout or fame because it's not. It's just going to make you look like a douche. And then you're going to get mad when you get flamed when you get your baby hairs plucked by said black woman with the disability, because it's what I do. I call out ableism. I call out racism. I call out sexism. I call out it all. 
and I have some friends who will do the same exact thing for me or amplify me. Either way, <laughs> it's not going to be pretty. So please, don't be a douche. <laughs> you heard me. Um, there's a question that I wanted to ask you when we're talking about like being in this, we're in a pandemic, you know what I'm saying? Um, we're in this pandemic and then at the same time, you know, we're black in America, so we're in a clandemic. Um, what's something that you have to do for yourself as an individual? Because like I said, the black experience is not a monolithic experience. What's something that you have to do to nurture yourself during this time, mentally, emotionally, um, spiritually, and physically um, during this time? Um, honestly, live my best otaku life. Um, I binge watch a lot of shows. I read a lot of books. Um, I talk to some really good friends who give me some really nice advice. I'm not going to say no names. Um, you know, I have some mother daughter time. I have family time. Um, you know, I, you know, do a lot more educating on, you know, the history of this country. Um, I'm forever learning something new every day. And uh, I honestly just, I never see a reason to leave my house unless it's for work, honestly. I just, um, I feel like I'm my sa in my safest zone, like in my safest, I'm my most comfortable when I'm wearing one of my ghost thread hoodies in my bed, like, you know, shut <laughs> No, seriously. I'm like so comfortable. I walk around my house in my big giant, in my oversized ghost thread threads hoodie <laughs> with some socks on, slipping and sliding around the house with the dog and um, harassing my parents. Um, and I just, you know, like, I just let myself, just let myself be free in my home. You know, just, I, I try not to, some days I just try to unplug and just, like, I listen to, you know, my little vibe and playlist one of my friends sent me. Sometimes I listen to the sad girl music. Sometimes I'm on my backup TikTok, just, you know, don't worry about what I'm doing on my backup TikTok. Please mind your business on that black, on that backup TikTok. Just mind your business. Please, just mind your business. Don't, don't, don't go there. You don't want to go there. And at the same time, still trying to find a husband. Um, but, you know, other than that, you know, I just find funny outfits to dress. Can I say something real quick? Husband, you got to come see me first. <sighs> I got to break. I don't play. I don't play with my sisters. You got, you got to, you got to come see me first. What if he's under six foot? Huh? What if he's under six foot? Then we playing lim we're playing limbo, and depending on <laughs> how I like him, he may be getting clotheslined by me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, he gonna have to come see me first. Realize I'm older than you, right? I don't. You're shorter than me. You're my little sister. That's besides the point. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna call the COVID kids on you. I don't appreciate this. I don't appreciate this. Whatever, whatever. Um, so. We're heading towards the end of this episode. Uh, you've had time to prepare for this. Gosh. So you know what's coming. Are you ready for the quick hitters? Possibly. 
Possibly. Man, you have no idea what I'm going to ask first. You ready for this? Okay, go ahead. Hit me. All righty, all righty. Pringles or Doritos? <sighs> really? This is Doritos. The nacho cheese ones. Man, I... you got to... It's the air. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just... I go buy Doritos back. Doritos bag, just like a lot of chip bags in the liposuction, but that's besides the point. Um, Pharrell or Kanye? Pharrell, obviously. Hmm. And this is not a MAGA hat, everybody. This says, make America lead with love. Watch he's your just, mouth. It's just a Kanye fan. I mean, it. no, I mean, I'm a both fan. Like, I was wearing Pharrell's yesterday, but that's besides the point. Um... Flats or drums? When we talk about chicken. Passport. Come on, we already know drums all day. If you like flats, you're a psychopath. Thank you. <laughs> what Andy say? He said, if you like... <laughs> he said, if you like flats... <laughs> he said, if you like flats, you're ass. <laughs> I'm like, dang. All right, shoot. <laughs> um, hmm. This is a good one. I just thought about this one. Uh, Laffy Taffy's or Airheads? You gonna make me choose between? Yes. <sighs> Fine. Laffy Taffy's. What? Yep, I said what I said. I like the strawberry ones too. Say something. They got strawberry Airheads? I like Laffy Taffy's. Whatever. That's besides the point. I'm sorry. You don't love yourself and I'm sorry. Um. Mm. You made me pick between the two. Shut up. Um, this is a good one. Somebody asked me this one the other day. Uh-oh. Keisha Cole or oh. Jasmine Sullivan? No, I can't. Like, why did you do that? I'm going to be honest. <laughs> Don't talk to me. I'm very upset right now. I'm going to be honest. I love them both. Um, it depends on my mood. But at the time, it was Keisha Cole. Just because that whole Just Like You album did it for me. Shut up, Key. Stop judging me. I said what I said. Now, will I still, would I still choose her now? No. I would not still choose her to this day. Ever since she got her gas fixed, she don't know how to act. Jasmine. Ah. You said ever since she got her gas You know, when they get their gas fixed, they act brand new. So they... Hey, yo, yo said, as soon as you got your teeth fixed, as soon as you got your teeth straightened up, you ain't know look how at, to act straight since. Look at the weekend. He got, he got his teeth, listen, he got his teeth fixed and, um, exactly. No, nah, it wasn't that. He got that, he got the Milwaukee Bucks cut off of his damn head and now he, be, he make white music for white people. His teeth was fixed before that. Now he makes, I'm telling you, he had the Milwaukee Bucks on the top of his head. Now he make music for white people. If you listen to Go Go music, and I ain't heard a trilogy since. That is a fact. That is a fact. Um, 
Um, mm, I'm about to make everybody mad with this one. Oh. Um, Why do you want to make people mad, Kevin? Missy Elliott or Janet Jackson? <sighs> what the? Casper. Yes. Fuck it. Um, Missy Elliott, all day. I grew up on Missy. I ain't Mi- I'd have to go with Missy too. I just wanted to see if you was bold enough. You said, J- shut your mouth. Shut Who your said- mouth. Key. I don't know. Somebody Let- get their friend. Somebody get their friend. I'm a, a millennial. Shut up. You're Gen Z. Somebody, yeah. somebody get their friend. Yeah, Missy all day. You're um, Tyler. Somebody has. My you. gosh, I can't. Um, Tyrese or Genuine? What is with these? How you gonna make me choose between Pony and this lady? Like, I'm sorry, sweet lady. Where the hell did I get Miss Lady? I'm sorry. I'm thinking about somebody else. Oof. I don't know, because Tyrese all of a sudden wouldn't be crying all over the internet and acting and shit. Um, I'll be honest. I'm still going to go with Tyrese. I said what I said. It's Tyrese. I'm just saying. <laughs> That's my answer. I'm just saying. Please don't demonetize this. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm so going to get you for that. I'm just saying. Um, I'm going to call you and just start saying phony just for that. Whatever. I definitely would have picked. I definitely would have picked um, Pony. I could throw on anyway when I get married. That's besides the point. Um, so con- a concert opener, mid closer. Who's performing? What kind of question is this? You really gonna make my brain cells just even more. <laughs> Casper, this dress this dress was brought to you by Ghost Threads. I can't. If you if you just hurry, opener, mid, closer. Who you picking? What concert? Okay, so what's what 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 concert are we talking? I'm talking antibody. You get to pick opener. Who's opening? Mid. Mm-hmm. Who's the mid show? And who's the closer? Hey, you must hey because I'm pick the weekend. Okay, so for opening, I would pick. Hmm. Okay, open. I'm picking. Do they have to be living or dead? Dead or alive. Okay, opening. I'm picking uh, DMX. Mid. Uh, the weekend closing. Aaliyah. All right, all righty then. Um, top five, dead or alive, hip hop, East Coast and West Coast, and we'll get the South in there too, because apparently people get mad when I don't mention the South, and it's just East like 
South. Huh? I said the East Coast counts as the South. That's what I, I keep saying. There ain't no South and the West. Like, what What are you talking about? Like, just, like what, 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 my, my what guy. are you talking what, about? Exactly, my guy. Come on. Like, we East Coast babies <laughs> over here. Good I, Lord. Well, you're East Coast. My family's East Coast. I'm 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 Wichita. Unfortunately, I'm born with a I'm born with a with a Coast. city. City is windy. You know what I'm saying? That's that's Kansas. So. You're East Coast right now. Shut up. True. Very true. But continue. All right. Dead or alive. Top five of each. Um, East and West. Yes. Okay. No specific order, either for I, e either one. Gotcha. So I'm gonna do East Coast first because that's easy for me. Um, okay. so with Jay Z, DMX, Biggie Smalls. Come on, yeah, she know that. Yeah, she know that. Um, Lil Kim, cause come on now. And there is one more, Black Rob. I said what I said. Now, West, what you got for me on the West? I got, unfortunately, nah. I got Snoop Dogg. I got Kendrick Lamar. Because um, why wouldn't you want Kendrick Lamar? Uh, let's see. Dr. Dre, just because, like, his catalog of the people he signed he fucking sucks but look who he signed um i got two more i wasn't much of a oh tupac obviously and easy hmm. all right to all right to um you're having dinner um five people plus you dead or alive who's at this dinner table with you angela davis chadwick boseman because why not? Harriet Tubman, Fred Hampton, hmm. see that last one. I got you, got to be somebody alive. I can't have I, I gotta have somebody alive. Michelle Obama. All righty. All right. All right. All right. All right. Um, last question. If you would like to see anybody on the Kid Casper podcast, who would it be? But your answer has to be somebody you can help get on here, essentially. Hmm. Ugh. Does it have to be in? Does it have to be specific? Ah, uh, it'll be anybody, really. Anybody you can get on here. I don't, you know, I me. Mean, I'm not picky. I talk to somebody, mailman. So like, mm. can I also say I love how everybody else get, is allowed to get comfortable on my podcast, but I gotta sit up straight. You know what I'm saying? No, everybody I gets to lounge and. I I can't help that I have this chair in my room, Casper. Y'all get to like, you, do you understand how stiff 
do you I gotta like you know what i'm saying like uh, go ahead i'm sorry i'm interrupting do, do you understand ahead. the fact that i can't help the kind of chair my mother placed in my room whatever anyway you over here like you got like the sunflower seeds in your hand <laughs> like you just <laughs> i still need to take this girl costume off i'm sorry i'm gonna take it off i promise um Let's see. Oh. Anybody, they don't need to be big creator, little creator. It could be your mailman, your auntie. No, your... Like, honestly, I want to see somebody good on your podcast. Hmm. Hmm. Um. Cause I know some people that know some people that know some people that know, know some people that know some Ooh. people. Ooh. The one I asked about the other day, possibly, could that be an extra on top of who you, who you said, who you about to say? The one you asked about with, let's see. I'll text you cause I don't want to say it out loud. Cause people going to think we capping. I'll, I'll text it on here real quick. Don't say it out loud, but suggest the one that you were going to suggest. I don't want anybody to think we capping. That's what I was. That's what I was going to suggest. We'll say a different one because we don't want to. We don't want to blow 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 the lid lid off. You know what I'm saying? So mm -hmm. that'll be in the works behind the scenes. But mm -hmm. um, let's see. I want to see, but who can I make happen? I honestly, I want to see Eddie Brock. I got it. I got it. I got it. He, he's overdue for me. When I say overdue, like he said he was going to be on here months ago. Um, I think I might have to make that happen. I might actually text him. Be like, hey, bro. Yeah. You owe me. I want to see Eddie Brock on here. That, that'd be, that'd be lit. Um, we're both Giants fans, so we clearly suffer from depression. Um, I think that would be good for two. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. Yeah, we yeah we cry, you know. A lot of people are like, "What is the what is the most ex depressing thing in your existence?" A lot of people think it's gonna be our blackness. No, it's watching. Yes. You know who else? You know who else is a is a big is is a big source of depression lately? <sighs> watching the damn Knicks. Ah, oh, we're actually winning this year. Oh, Lou, I do need to get you on here. You know what I'm saying? I, I hit this brother up. I hit this brother up the other day. But yeah, our Knicks are doing all right. Our Knicks is for now. doing decent-ish. For now. But yeah. Shut up. Watch your mouth. Don't 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 speak that into but brother brother Lou. I'm gonna get brother Lou on here very, very shortly. That's gonna be lit. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. 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 Um want to see that. But uh Thank you, Lieutenant Peanut Butter. You know what I'm saying? This was a good one. I know you was super Butter. nervous. I know you was uh super nervous. I was like, why is she so doggone nervous? Like, this is me. It's me. Why are you? Why are we? <laughs> yes, but you've never interviewed me. Yeah, but I talk to your goofy self every day. So it's like, Can I, you know, I gotta act, I have to act a certain way. No, you don't. You was right at home. You was over here eating sunflower seeds and chilling in your seat. What are you talking about? No, 
No, you didn't. You was all, you was all comfortable. You know what I'm saying? Had the dog. You cussed the dog out on here. You got real... <laughs> you got real comfy on here. What you got to be nervous about? This was... But this was good, though. It was nice to see you. Not you only one... It was, uh, not only was it good to see you loosen up, it was good to listen to your experience um, and hear about you a little bit. Um, here's some things I didn't know. I'm pretty sure this will not only be this would not be your last time on here but we definitely gonna have to do this again um whether group discussion or whatever um is there anything that you would like the people to know things you are working on things that you got maybe working on in the future as far as projects go um plug yourself real quick um one i got this dress from ghost threads right yo chill what what your mouth <laughs> actually no i do need that plug matter of fact i need a new car battery exactly plug this 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 dress was brought to you by ghost threads if you go on my instagram plug my instagram sir oh my goodness yes ma'am yes ma'am yes ma'am i'll put it in the comment section i'll put it in the description of this video okay um you will see my lovely photo shoot of how i put it together from ghost threads I'm just saying, you know. He also had. <laughs> I am not standing up, Key. If you gotta plug me, you gonna have to do it right. Give us a spin. Give us a spin. Y'all want me to do too much. You know how much work I have to do to get this damn truck. You don't not... gotta do too much. You just gotta stand up and spin. That's it. Boom. Y'all getting this? This is what you get. Boom. 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 What do you got that thing? In, what you in it? What you in an interrogation room? Why ain't no walk room in your bedroom? There's too much yeah. bed in your room now. You ain't got no bedroom. That's what the problem is. That's there what the problem is. is. Okay, there is. It's just listen. Okay, look. You see my old towel? <laughs> <laughs> I could not. I could not. <laughs> no, she said that. I love you too. Sometimes you get on my nerves. I'm going to yell at you. Hey, comrade deserves better than this, but that's besides the point. Um, but yeah, um, anything else that you um, are working on that you would want us to like stay in tuned on projects um, that, or <clears throat> even like certain things you want us to keep an eye on awareness wise, you would like to amplify. Um, um, well, I do have an interview with, Auntie Maya coming up on Better Not Bitter Saturday at 1 p.m. Um, this weekend uh, to further discuss why am I sideways like this? It doesn't even matter. Yeah, I have an interview coming up with Auntie Maya um, on Better Not Bitter podcast to talk more about the epilepsy aspect of um, my life. Uh and to bring more awareness. Um, I'm also trying to work on bringing more awareness outside of just going on podcasts. And um, uh, if anything, I'm gonna try and bring more, try to bring more out on my TikTok and still continue to do my, you know, calling out. I have a petition in my bio for a friend of a friend of mine. Her name is Amethyst activist um if you guys could go to her gofundme it's literally the first link in my bio um her 
she has um, her mom passed away recently and uh, anything helps for her GoFundMe if you can just like can you plug that in Casper yeah I got that plugging that right now into the comment section okay thank you and Amy if you're watching I love you um yeah so yeah so um there's also that um and any petitions you see in there that need to be signed please just continue to be on the lookout for anything that i put in my links my link tree um i'm not done yet <laughs> um i'm literally fighting like a girl <laughs> and when i say that yeah pun intended <laughs> um and just you know be again don't be a douche to anybody who has any type of disability because just because it, you don't see it doesn't mean it isn't there. Am I lying? Ah, nah. I think that I think that more than covers it. Alrighty, Black Girl Warrior, Lieutenant Peanut Butter. You know what I'm saying? This was this was this was good. This was good. Um everybody, um stay in tune what we got cooking up. Um, more announcements to come. Uh, I got some things in the works. I don't know if I'm ready to tell everybody just, just yet. Um, also get your decon tickets. If anybody that hasn't heard through deconstruction, TikTok, um, we are holding a convention in December, um, for the deep, for deconstruction, decolonizing, um, complete warping of what it means to be an evangelist um in america today you know what i'm saying it'll be interesting i myself will be speaking there in one of the breakout rooms um which means i get to tell you how much your pastors suck because i say what your pastor don't say anyway always remember you are beautiful blessed and beloved um raisins don't go on potato salad really don't it's just it's that's that just is, ungodly it's it's ungodly it's demonic you don't gotta believe in the trinity actually yes you do um, and, but that, and also I'm going to ask you, cause I asked everybody else, do you put mayonnaise on peas? That's disgusting. Mayonnaise doesn't go on anything but a hero. If you go into the bodega. Yeah. It just, no, it's not okay. Um, those people need Jesus. Um, and you know, so raisins don't go on potato salad. Mayonnaise don't go on peas. Pineapples don't go in green beans. Who the hell is out here? Oh, Dad, wait. People, people do that. People do that. People do that. Pineapples, pineapples and green beans. What the hell is wrong with y'all? Look, I'll I'll forgive a lot of things. Pray to whoever you want to pray to. Sleep whoever you want to sleep with. Pineapples and green beans is a damn crime. That's disgusting. And remember, Jesus wasn't white. Have have ha, have a good night now. You 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 mother suckers. My God.